Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tamimi Talks. I'm Nazari Maksudlu, a senior associate in our Tamimi & Company's corporate structuring team and a member of its education core sector team. Joining me today is Matthew Heaton, a partner and head of our Qatar office with a keen professional interest in the education sector. Matthew is also a governor of one of the largest schools in Qatar. In this episode of Tamimi Talks, we'll be discussing recent developments in the education sector in Qatar, the impact of the Education Public-Private Partnership Programme, otherwise known as PPP, the role of education in Qatar's 2030 vision, and the opportunities that lie ahead. Welcome, Matthew. Nice to have you here. Hello. Would you like to set the scene of this discussion in a bit more detail? Yeah, um, Qatar, as with many countries in the region, is is looking to diversify away from dependence on hydrocarbons. It's issued its Qatar's National Vision 2030, one pillar of which is aimed at transforming Qatar into an advanced country, providing a high standard of living for all by the pillar of human development and part of a big part of that is making Qatar a regional center of educational excellence in 2023 there was a substantial increase in the education budget representing nearly 9% of the total expenditure of the uh, of the government so it is a very important sector in Qatar thanks Matthew Given the focus on growing Qatar's education sector in line with the 2030 vision, one key question that comes to mind is, has there been an increase in collaboration between local and international educational providers in Qatar? There has, but the provision of education in Qatar is a little bit more diverse than in some of the other uh, countries that we see in the region. So whilst some of the well-known international education providers like GEMS do have a presence here, that they don't have as many outposts here as in other countries. So what we have seen is the development or growth of some key independent schools. So in Qatar, some of the leading schools, Doha College, the American Doha, so American School of Doha, uh, Doha English speaking school are independent with affiliations to the embassies uh, of those countries. So they're slightly different from countries where single providers have a very high proportion of the market. There are also a number of affiliations with schools internationally. So in terms of English, famous English schools, Sherborne and uh, King's College have presence here. But there seems to be a greater emphasis here on local providers of education. And there's a new PPP uh, programme, which is beginning to bear fruit already. And it seems that the developers and the operators of the schools often are more locally based. So there is increased collaboration, but I think there's further opportunities into the future for uh, collaboration with international providers. At a higher education level, Qatar Foundation is driving force behind a lot of the colleges that are here. So Northwestern, um, uh, Qatar University, HBKU, uh, Georgetown, each of those is affiliated to an extent with Qatar Foundation. So 
that there is collaboration there internationally. So it seems to be more at a higher education level rather than at a primary or secondary level. Excellent. Thank you, Matthew. Um, so as you were just dis- uh, explaining about the collaboration between local and international education providers, another question that came to my mind is, so you do have the concept of sort of international campuses in Qatar? Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, and that's increasing as there's, a, as I say, a drive to try and make Qatar go-to place to either graduates or postgraduate level. Excellent. Thank you. So our next question is, as Qatar looks to diversify its economy away from reliance on hydrocarbons, how is the education sector fostering innovation and handling intellectual property? Yeah, this is really interesting, actually, in terms of how there is a very concerted effort by the government, but also from the education institutions themselves, particularly higher education institutions, to more closely align with the needs of industry and the economy. So we're seeing a rapid development of incubation centres. So universities hosting startups, providing them with know-how, labs and other support, and also providing some of the introductions to seed funding and other providers of know-how. Linked to that clearly is an awareness and a of the importance of intellectual property. So we've been working with a number of higher education institutions recently to provide a bit more structure around recording and registering intellectual property that is being developed either within those institutions themselves by their own staff or how they can support startups to record and register intellectual property to make sure that the full value of the uh, of the developments are captured for for, the, for their benefit and for more general general application. Uh, thanks, Matthew. Innovation and intellectual property are indeed critical components of the thriving education sector. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Innovation and intellectual property are indeed critical components of the thriving education sector. What are has there been any? Sorry, you don't have to do it again. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. Innovation and intellectual property are indeed critical components of the thriving education sector. Are there any noticeable trends in Qatar's higher education sector? Yes, I think there are. So, in ad- in addition to um, the point that I mentioned about startups and intellectual property and just the significance of nurturing innovation, there is a noticeable alignment between the needs of different industries and the courses that are actually being taught. So we're lawyers, obviously, and a great deal of effort is making the courses, both graduate and postgraduates, that are being made available aligning those to the actual requirements of the legal industry. So the higher education is spending a lot of time with reaching out to industry. This is not just in law, it's in accountancy and engineering to actually try to identify what do those graduates need to, in order to be or make the most effective and significant contributions to those industries. So I suppose it is in line with the Qatar national vision 2030 generally, but there seems to be a far more commercial and pragmatic approach now 
uh, aligning the requirements of industry with the um, with the students that are coming through the universities. Thank you. The evolving landscape of higher education in Qatar is certainly noteworthy. So uh, now let's turn on to our final question. What role does Qatar's education sector play in addressing important areas such as environment, social and governance, otherwise known as ESG, and diversity, equity and inclusion, or DEI? It's an interesting question, and ESG in particular is of obviously increasing importance across the region and in Qatar in terms of sustainability. Universities themselves are taking big strides to make the campuses more sustainable, more environmentally friendly, but they're also raising awareness in terms of thought leadership, in terms of courses, in terms of being very vocal advocates for the ESG agenda in Qatar. This is particularly significant as we move away from the dependency on hydrocarbons. Some very practical examples are the innovation and amount of research into solar technology, for example, recovery of water to make the countries more efficient and less dependent on desalination. So there's lots of very practical, very hands-on ESG-related aspects which, which the universities here are leading with. And similarly with the diversity agenda, then the universities in Qatar have got a fundamental role to play in terms of elevating and promoting diversity. I think Qatar is at the top of the league for numbers of female graduates and postgraduates in education. So it is really leading a charge in terms of promoting and empowering female participation in higher education. Uh, it's also noticeable that a number of very senior deans and principals of the leading universities in Qatar are female. So it seems to be very gender blind, which is obviously a very positive thing. And then it also has a significant impact. A lot of senior members of the government were educated in Qatar. And I think the universities are at the forefront of uh, encouraging diversity, encouraging inclusion. So it's a trend I expect to continue to see developing. And as I say, I think Qatar really is very alive to the need to encourage and empower female participation in education. That's excellent, Matthew. It's evident that education goes beyond academics. To wrap up, could you provide some top tips or advice for those interested in becoming part of Qatar's education landscape? Yeah, as I mentioned, there's um, a very extensive PPP programme, so a private, a public-private partnership, where there will be opportunities for providers of education and as the education develop, sector develops more generally, that there's also going to be a great need for expertise within the existing institutions uh, as the institutions develop their programmes to more closely align with industries and the needs of the country going forward. So I think there are opportunities here for investors, for education providers, but also academics staff as well uh, and as the education sector in develop in Qatar develops over the coming years. Um, thank you and uh, how can Al-Tamimi help? We have got the market leading education sector 
across the Middle East. Uh, we have people who are deeply ingrained in the education sector and are very familiar with all of the very diff all of the different aspects of education provision from tendering for projects through construction stage to the actual opening and continuing operations of educational institutions. And we have a very active team of people in Qatar supported by the wider regional team who'd be able to help anyone that is interested in the education sector in Qatar. Thank you, Matthew. As we come to the end of this episode, we've explored some exciting developments in Qatar's education sector, from the growing collaboration between local and international educational providers to the roles of innovation and intellectual property and the evolving landscape of higher education. We've also highlighted the crucial role that the education sector plays in addressing important societal issues like ESG and diversity, equity, equity and inclusion in Qatar. Uh, whether you are an investor, an education provider or anyone interested in the future of education in Qatar, we hope you've gained some insights today. Thank you for tuning in. We are here to support your journey in the dynamic landscape of education in the Middle East. If there is any area of the conversation that you would like to discuss or want more information on, please get in touch with us. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.